Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is an inner well-being coach, Jasmine Jones. Thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me. I I stumbled upon your page um, one day. I was just because we follow a couple mutual people, and I saw that you had like this really great weight loss transformation. So I wanted to say congratulations and give you a chance to talk about it. Oh, thank you. Um, oh, so you want me to talk about it now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, this is not my first time having a, a weight loss transformation, but um, this one was more, I guess it was significant for me because um, during the, during the pandemic and a little before the pandemic started, um, I had filed for a divorce. And so like my life was going through a lot of different um, transformations. I had had like a panic attack and I was trying to figure out how to, how to manage myself better um, in going forward and being enclosed in a space with with my husband, with my kids, with um, them having to do school virtually and just trying to figure out how to manage all of these things that were overwhelming for me. And once we were able to go outside a little bit more, um, I decided that this was the time for me to, to change in a significant way. And so I had um, I had my conversation with the Lord and, you know, I asked him to help me be more disciplined in, in taking care of my body and what I put into my body. And that led me to seeking out a personal trainer, um, because this is something that in the beginning, I, I didn't want to do it alone. I wanted to have a foundation and so I got a personal trainer and the journey just began then in that way. You said you had, this was your second major weight loss transformation? Yeah, like, um, I think probably like, mm, probably like, uh, let's see, my son is nine. So probably like uh, six, seven yeah, probably like eight years ago, um, I had lost 80 pounds. I was a, um, a beach body coach, um, like it's an MLM. And so like I began by, you know, someone attracted me to their business and, you know, they helped me with my weight loss journey. And then because I had a successful weight loss journey, they were like, you know, do you want to be a coach? And then I began to do that um, in order to help other women lose weight and then also um, make money. And so I lost 80 pounds uh, doing beach body workouts programs. And I maintained it for five, four or five years. And then I was in a really bad um car accident where I was hit by a truck on uh, one of them big Walmart looking trucks but it wasn't Walmart <laughs> it wasn't Walmart <laughs> but I got hit by one of those trucks and um you know I had a, a lot of issues a lot of pain a lot of inflammation um and so when I did start the 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 weight loss journey with the trainer um 
I had to explain to him all of these things. And um, because he was so knowledgeable, like really knowledgeable about the body anatomy and nutrition and things like that, he was able to help me, <clears throat> help me a lot as far as the pain. So when I, when I, before I went to him, I was in pain every day. And once I was with him for like a month, I literally was feeling no pain in my body. And I think that's a, a large reason why I stay in the gym um, to this day, because when I, when I go, I have no pain. Like if I miss a couple of days, I'm like, Ooh, why my hip hurting? Like this don't feel right. Mm -mm. Uh -uh, I gotta go to the gym. I uh -uh, can't miss these days. No, no, no. And so, um, I mean, it helps, it keeps me motivated. Plus it keeps me very grounded, but um, I definitely am in there for four days a week. It used to be six days a week, but since I started a, like a full-time job, um, I'm not able to get there as often as I would like. Because you, because you did a major weight loss transformation once, the second time did that, was it harder or easier? It was harder, actually. It was um, it was it was harder um, because I was just it wasn't only me working with the weight. It was just like I had a weight on me mentally, like I was very burdened. Um, so, you know, there was a lot of things that I was going through and I, I, I was spending a lot of time holding a lot of emotions and feelings and just thoughts that I wasn't sharing. It was just all being stuffed within me. And so when I started going to the gym, you know, sometimes during the workouts, like I would break out into tears. <laughs> He'd be like, like, what's the matter? He'd be like, what's the matter? What's going on? Jazz? And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just overwhelmed. And he was like, all right, let's take some deep breaths. Um, um, but it was just like, I had to work through a lot of that emotional baggage. Um, yeah. It sounds like the, the mental toll was harder than the physical, the physical aspect. Uh, actually it really is. Um, when you're, it was like, I had a cloud over me and it was like, I couldn't see for a long time. And then all of a sudden, um, the clouds began to dissipate and then I was able to see like myself. And then when I'm, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. Like, I don't, I don't know her. Like she don't even move how I would imagine her to move. And I needed to figure out a way how to begin the journey back to me. Um, and it started with like, you know, what do you want? Like, what do you want for yourself right now? What, what do you want to do for yourself right now? Where, where are you going? Um, and how do you want to accomplish this? And what are the things that you need to eliminate? And what are the things that you need to incorporate? Um, and who are the people that you need around you? And who are you going to have that is going to be aligned with whatever it is that you're or wherever it is that you're going now. And so then it was just a lot to think about, a lot to think about, a lot of strategizing, a lot of praying. Um, yeah, it was, it was heavy. And I had to work through all of that. 
did you did you do anything else besides working out to help with your mental health? Yes, um, I went to a now I've been to therapy before, but I went to uh, I can't even remember what it's called now. Um, it's a specific type of therapy that um, they incorporate tapping. It's a trauma therapy. It's called eye desensitization movement therapy. So um, it focuses on like you normally when you go into therapy, you are only you're talking about the 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 backlog, all of the things that happened in the past, and this type of trauma therapy zeroes in on the trauma um like it you know first you have your assessment but then it goes hard and heavy to the root of where this trauma came from and it was it was a lot it was it was a lot because from the very beginning you are going like deep and you are uncovering things that you don't even remember um, bringing it back to the surface and then it's teaching you the therapist is teaching you how to reprocess that information like you're still going to be triggered by it but you're going to process it in a different way so that once you're triggered you are responding it into you're responding to it in a different manner um so it's uh it was some serious serious uh serious type of therapy and um there was tapping like um uh like it was like you either you watch you're watching the ball go back and forth on the screen um and she has you tap your body while you're recalling the memories and um she's speaking to you throughout the process and then you are um telling her what emotions are coming up and that is how we're reprocessing reprocessing the trauma and then reprocessing the information and then you know working uh, working with the tools that you get in order to deal with that like once you're not in therapy and then you're dealing with people and emotions and things that may trigger you to be able to handle it in a better way so i did i did a lot of that um, I think and usually with this type of therapy, they only do it for a certain amount of months. And then, you know, you go to maintenance once you've been able to work through the processes um, to reprogram um, how you respond to, you know, different things. Because you were actually recalling a lot of trauma, was that scary for you? Was it scary for me? No, it wasn't scary for me. It was... I was, I think I was at a point where I'm just like, I don't like, I don't like how I react in certain instances and I don't know why I do it and I want to stop. Like I've been working on myself for all of these years and I've been um, doing all of this personal development, but there are certain things that still will have me responding in such a negative manner and I and I don't want to do it anymore and I want to figure out why and I want it to stop um and so this actually helped me do that like I was excited for it but the process itself was not exciting um now I can look back at it and be like yeah it was it was a re really good experience but going through it just like any transformation is not easy and you have to be 
willing to to go through it because sometimes you know you can you can go down a, a deep dark black hole and you got to be able to have the tools to pull yourself up out of that how long was it uh, uh about six months wow yes yeah, so i was meeting with her uh weekly for about six months was this was this was this really important for you did you have to do this to get your body physically ready to do the actual workout no this was just like i was having a lot of being that i was you know just you know dealing with like betrayal in my life and you know having to go through a divorce and uh, or filing for divorce um i needed to grab my bearings like i felt like everything was out of control like i had no control over over anything and it nothing was going how i expected it to go and so i needed to somebody to help me process all of these emotions that i was feeling you talked about the divorce i want to back up a little bit um did you were you going through the divorce during covid um i hadn't filed for divorce yet during COVID. I filed for divorce in October of last year. And now it's in the final stages. Like it's just waiting to be signed by the judge. Oh, okay. I mean, was COVID a factor or? Mm, no, it, it happened before, like it happened before. I think, I believe it happened before COVID. There was just, you know, but then once COVID happened, like you're stuck in the house with someone who betrayed you and you know you have to deal with that you have to you have to deal with how you feel about it if you're feeling rage um and you know you have kids so you want to present yourself in a specific manner and so you know you have to put up a front in front of them but then like anytime i could hide I would let out all of these emotions. Um, so it was hard. Had COVID not happened, do you think you could have got through it? Uh, those emotions? Yeah, the, okay, because here's the thing. You said you were stuck in the house. So if it was no COVID, maybe you could have been able to move around, like, like not be in each other's presence so much. But being that you said you were stuck, it's kind of like you had to deal with it. And it sounded like it could have just been overwhelming. It was very overwhelming. I, I, I think I would have dealt with it in the same way. It was just more intensified because we were, you know, in each other's faces every single day during COVID. But like, I'm an emotional person. So it was just like, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact, like, I, I couldn't understand. Like, I couldn't understand it. I, like, I think sometimes in certain instances, I have this rigid way of thinking, like, you know, if I'm about integrity, like you, I believe that people should have integrity. I believe that if you say that you're going to do something and be someone, then you should do that. Um, and so it's like you put all your trust in a person and I'm not saying that I'm perfect and that I did everything right because I didn't. I know for a fact that I didn't, but I know I didn't do this thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, um, 
that was hard for me to wrap my head around because I don't like, you know, my friends value me a lot because they say, Jazz, I'm going to come to you because I know you're going to tell me the truth no matter what, if I want to hear it or if I don't. You're just going to find a, you know, a softer way to hit me with the truth, but you're going to tell me that. And so I know that I can depend on you for that. So when someone is being dishonest to me and just lying, like, I don't understand it. I'd rather you just tell me the truth and I'd be hurt by that than me find out about a whole bunch of lies. And then I'm just devastated. Like, nobody wants to go through that. But everybody doesn't think like me, so... That's why I had such a hard time in wrapping <laughs> my head around that type of information. When you said your your friends like come to you and they like, for lack of better terms, they lean on you. So does that make it harder when people leaning on you to kind of get through your own situation? Um, no, because I I enjoy that. Like I like uh people coming to me for for help and to it's like. You know, oh, you need. It's like I always have the answers. Like I'm the one who always has has the answers. Now there are people who, you know, they can drain you, and so you need to know to have boundaries in order to say, you know what, we're not gonna do this every single day, <laughs> talking about the same thing because I take on I take on that burden. And so I had to learn that, no, you can't do that. Like, at some point, you have to say, listen, I'm not going to talk about this today. So if you don't have something else, you know, that you want to flip this conversation to, I'm going to have to get off the phone because, you know, I got to keep, I still have to keep myself intact. Like, you know, there is no more like, you know, overgiving and, um, you know, giving all myself to everybody else. And I don't have nothing for me. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm happy. Regardless of what the situation is, I am really happy now. I have joy every single day. And, you know, it's, it may not, everything may not be how I want it to be, but I can find something good in every day. And I'm not going to let anyone overwhelm me with uh, whatever it is that they're feeling. I, I have to have a cutoff uh, in order to protect me, to protect my peace, um, to protect my, uh, my well-being and my space. You, you mentioned the word joy. And of course, everyone is looking for that, but unfortunately not everyone has it. So what provides you joy? Um, I like to laugh a lot. Uh, like I, like when I go to work, like I walk in the office, like it's always a dance, like I'm dancing for everything. And, you know, even my boss, she's like, um, she was like, I think Jasmine is in the wrong line of business because, um, she got jokes all day. Um, you know, she brings a lighter mood and, you know, for a period of time, I lost that, like, I, I don't know where, I don't know where she was. And that's literally who I am. I'm funny, you know, I, you know, I crack jokes, you know, sometimes I say things in a way where people think it's funny. Like they think it's a joke, but I'm really serious, but you know, I made it into a joke. So you like it, keep, keep, keep. <laughs> yeah, but I'm serious. So like, I'm gonna need you to take heed. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and you know, I do things, to make me happy like um 
you know, every week there's a, I have a, there's a little coffee shop in my neighborhood that I like to frequent and I go in there, I'll sit in there. Sometimes I'll bring my laptop. I'll have my little, my, um, it's called the cortadito in English. It means like, it's, it's like a, an espresso shot, like a Cuban espresso shot. Um, and I'll have that with my little scones and just sit there and relax and they have music playing in there and they have uh they have art on the walls um and it's like a real community based shop so i'll do that i take myself to um take myself out to restaurants a lot and i know that people you know are uncomfortable with that well, like, you know, the whole thing of like dating yourself and doing things for yourself and going to restaurants and eating alone by yourself or going to the movies. But um, that's something that's not new to me because I've, I've, I've actually been doing that since I was a young child. Like my grandmother raised me. She was from Cuba. Um, she didn't spend, uh, you know, she used to give me money. And then, you know, I was going to a school at the time where you had, um, you could go out for lunch and we lived in Manhattan. So uh, I, on my lunch break, I would go to the restaurant that was around the corner from my, from where we lived. So like I, from a young child, I think I was like 10 or 11 years old. I was going to restaurants <laughs> by myself. Let you need school to go to restaurants. Yes. Yes. Because at that time, you know, it was different than like back then they, we used to ride the trains. Like what, I would never what, let what my, was this? uh, how old am I? I'm 46 years old. So, well, I'm 45. I'll be 46. And I was like 10 or 11 years old. So I don't know what year that was. Somewhere in the 80s uh, like or something 30, like that. Like 35, 36 years ago. So we're looking at like... Yeah. So, um, yeah, they used to let us go out for lunch. Like we would have, we had an hour lunch and we could go to the stores that were around there. And I, we had a uh, our apartment wasn't far from there. So I used to, we used to go to the diner every morning. That's where I would have my breakfast and they knew me. So I would go there for lunch because she gave me money every day. So, <laughs> so crazy. But that's how it was. <laughs> it just, it just, say, yeah, I would get my lunch money and go to the diner. <laughs> yes. She gave me $20 every day. So back then they had the whiz. So I would go $20 to the whiz. every day. Yeah, she gave me $20 every day. She gave me $20 every day. She ain't showing me how to manage my money, but I have money every day. I have to learn to manage every day. $20 every day, yeah. Damn, we must have been rich. No, she was the um <laughs> she was the uh what is it? She was she was a dress stuffer. Like that's what she did. She worked in a factory and her job was to stuff dresses. So do you have Cuban roots? Yes, like I, I'm, yeah, I was raised. Yes, I do. My my grandmother was from Cuba. My grandfather was from Puerto Rico. My grandmother raised me most of my childhood, so I lived with her, and she didn't speak any English, so I'm bilingual. So yeah. Okay, because I did. I I think I thought I read that, but I was like, I want to make sure that I read it correctly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So I want to transition back to the weight loss. You you actually hired a trainer, correct? I did. How important was that? 
Um, it was really important because I needed accountability. Like I knew I could do it on my own, but it was going to be more difficult. And I, uh, I know how I work being that I've done so many different types of personal development. I know how I work and how I work best is when I have someone to hold me accountable. Um, because I can get farther in that way than if I'm doing it alone like alone I'll get into my head and I'll start overthinking stuff but when you have someone that's going to hold you accountable um basically it's like you tell me what to do and I'm going to do it I ain't got a problem with that so you your goal is to help me lose uh, the the weight that I want to lose in in this amount of time and you already got all the sauce and you just telling me what the sauce is so I can go and and put it on my pasta then I'm going to do that <laughs> But the first time you did it by yourself, uh, the first well, the first time I had a, I had a coach like, you okay. know, it was I had a coach and, you know, I would meet with her, but it, it wasn't the same. Like, you know, she gave me a meal plan that I follow. So basically she was telling me to do the same thing, but um, I wasn't going to her to work out like I had to hold myself accountable as far as making sure that I, you know, turn pl press play on that video to get it done. But with uh, with him. You know, I was going to him two to three times a week. And then he was telling me what I needed to do on the days that I wasn't with him. So, and then, you know, he made me send him, <laughs> he made me send him a video of every time that I went to the gym. So it was just like, okay, you're at the gym. Like, where's my video? Oh, where's, <laughs> where's my picture? And so it's just like, oh gosh, let me, let me go. So he, it, that was very important, the accountability. Man, because I'm just thinking about having to do it twice. Did you did you consider did you consider doing weight loss surgery the second time? Never. Okay. okay. Never. I've had three surgeries as you know having children. So I like if I couldn't if I can't have the discipline enough to do it on my own for myself, then like what what is the point? Like, I'm not doing the surgery to do that because some people have surgeries and then they wind up gaining all of that weight back. Yeah. So. What would you say the hardest part was about the, the weight loss journey? Um, the hardest part of the weight loss journey? Hmm, I don't know. Was it the diet? Was it the the exercise? The consistency? Uh, what was the hardest part? That's a really good question because I'm trying to think. I went into it knowing what I wanted to do. So I was really dedicated um to doing it because there was many times where I was like uh you know I gotta lose weight I gotta lose weight but I wasn't doing anything but in this instance I was like I gotta lose I, I I want to lose the weight I'm gonna do the right thing and so the hardest part was I don't know if there was a hard well the I guess the exercise the exercise in itself like in the beginning it was really hard like I was so limited of what I could do um, oh right because of the accident yeah. yeah yeah I was so limited of what I could do like the first time I think he told me to do 
burpees and I just broke down. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I can't do it. Like I'm too fat. I can't do it. And he was like, no, you can do it. And I was like, no, I can't. Like I can't, like I was, you know, bending over. Cause there, there was a, like a table there where he would do the stretching with you. And I was like, I can't do it. Like I, I can't. And I was just crying. I, my face was red and he was like, no, you can do it. And I was like, this Mm, mm. <laughs> like how he gonna tell me that I could do it I told him that I can't and he was like and you know he, you know I'm so grateful because he was just like nah you gonna do this we, we gonna do this little by little and he waited he was like no you gonna do this you got a whole album to be here you gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> and I did it and you know I was I felt like embarrassed and like I felt shame because I was just like, how did I even get here where like I'm struggling so much to do this? Um, and then, you know, as I went along in time, then, you know, just the weight just started to drop. And then when it came around to, you know, it came full circle because I have a different I have a different trainer now. Um and so, it, you know, when I did the first assessment or something with her, she told me to do the burpees and I started laughing and she's like, what's so funny? And I was like, nothing. I was just remember a time where I, where I couldn't do this and I struggled and then I did it like it was water. Like, like what else you got? Because <laughs> I got this. So, yeah, I think that was the hard of the hardest part. Like physically, it was, it was the physical part of what, the physical and mental, because there were things that I thought that I couldn't do and I really could. And it was just like, I was holding myself hostage in this mindset that because you're this big uh, or, you know, you've been in this car accident, you're going to be so limited uh, as to what you're going to be able to do. But that really wasn't the case. Like there was cer certain things that I need to learn, like recovery stretching is very important. And it's very important for me. Like I have to stretch um, every day. Um, and every time I do workouts, because I lift weights, I have to stretch. Um, mm -hmm. It opens up your body. And plus, you know, it helps you recover faster when you're lifting weights to be able to go back the next day and be able to execute. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why did you change trainers? Because he was a lot of money. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, if, if it was my choice, no, I wouldn't have changed. But, like, I need, like, you know, I needed, you know, there's things that I want to do. Like, I needed something in my budget. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, other things that I want to do is, you know, some this that money could go somewhere else. So, you know, I had to make a decision. Like, he gave me a great foundation, great foundation. Um, he taught me a lot of information. I learned so much. So um, I have that. Like, once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. Mm -hmm. um, so now it's just, you know, now I'm, I'm doing, I'm working with someone else, but the foundation is there. And like, I know so much that I can go and do a lot of the stuff on my own. The only thing is when you're lifting weights, you need a spotter. And that's the reason why I have a trainer again is just because I want to lift heavier weights and you need somebody there to do it. You can't do that alone. Did you have a goal in mind? Um, let's see. I started at 252 and I want to get down to 
200 but i want to i want to lean out but i also want to be muscular like i want to develop muscles i see them popping out on my legs but my arms is still a struggle so <laughs> you know right now are you huh? are you um i'm at 216 Okay, so you're pretty yeah. close then. Yeah, I'm pretty close. Um, but I've been at this two six. I've maintained this two sixteen for a while. So it's just like now I gotta switch up what I'm what I'm eating or or start eliminate some stuff and then um figuring out how to get back into the gym six days a week. So I might have to do some early some early um gym runs, like maybe every day, like. Monday through Friday, get in the gym like at 5.30. Because on Wednesdays, I have a session at 5.30. So I might do, I might start going in at 5.30 so I can get the cardio in and then do a little bit of weights. You mentioned food and being that you're a chef. How beneficial is that knowledge? It's very beneficial because um, like, I don't like, I don't eat just regular food. Like I like good, um, like I like good food. Like I go to restaurants, I eat really well. And so like, you know, I'm not making, you know, I'm making salmon, uh, I'm making salmon, I'm making, you know, fresh vegetables, uh, you know, whatever I could think of, like whatever, whatever I feel like having that day, but then I know how to create a meal that, um, is healthy for me. Like you don't, I don't have to have rice. You can have couscous, you can have bulgur, you can have, um, just, you don't have to have rice. You don't have to have potatoes. You don't have to have bread and, you know, just making quality meals. Like I like quality food. I'm, I'm not shopping at the swap meat for my meats. Like I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, really high quality supermarkets to get my food. So, um, I eat well and it helps a lot because I know, you know, I, I know how to make a, a, a decent meal and, and, 80% of, what is it? It's 80%, it's a 20-80 rule. But uh, the the biggest part of your weight loss journey is what you eat. Because you can lose weight if your nutrition is tight without you even doing any exercise. But you have to be consistent. That, that's the thing. A lot of people can start and then they're not consistent. And any, you know, if you're eating for, if you're eating the right way for a certain amount of time, then you rear off of that. Like you tear your body up. Yeah. Like, why am I feeling so tired? Oh, I feel so sluggish. Oh, what was that? That was that donut that you ate from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> like you was like, but I just wanted to treat myself. Treat yourself with some grapes. How about that? Do that. <laughs> I just wanted to have something good. Yeah, well, now how where is that good getting you right now? Because right now you're suffering. Yeah. I'm going to close. I want to close out with this. Um, where you at today? What's the difference between you today and where you were that day when you couldn't even do the burpees? Oh, I'm, uh, I am very, uh, confident in my capabilities as far as, um, as far as, you know, what I can do, like, I don't believe that I have limitations. I can pretty much do whatever I want to do if I have support. Um, 
you know, and that's very big to me because it, you know, it allowed me, even though like the, the food business, Jazz Delicious Dishes is not, um, like I kind of transitioned into the coaching, um, but it just allows me to be more confident in my businesses and be able to help people the way that I would like to help them. And, you know, for me, when, you know, when I speak to them, they get a lot of wisdom and, you know, I just hope that what I'm able to relate to other women is that um, they don't have to do this alone. That's very important because I, I had to do it. I didn't do like the exercise part alone, but a lot of the emotional stuff, I had to do it alone. And, you know, I wasn't willing to share a lot of that stuff. Um, I kept it to myself and I just dealt with it by myself. And that's very hard. Like I, like I put a lot of burden on myself because I was just like, I have to maintain this piece of myself. Um, and really I wasn't maintaining anything. I was just deteriorating. Like I was breaking myself mm. and I feel that I need to be able to support other women through that. You don't have to do that. And there's nothing that you can tell me that is going to make me judge you in any type of way because life is hard. Relationships are hard. Um, and emotions can be so overwhelming. And you just need somebody to be able to say like, yo, this is not working for me. And I don't even, I don't even know how to begin to tell you or deal with this. Um, but I just need somebody to listen. Mm. And people, women need that. Well, men too. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I don't, there's not men coming to me for that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if a man ever did, you know, you know, come to me and want to talk to me, of course I would be able to give him a different perspective, you know, my perspective of things, but that I haven't run across that. So I don't really know. I don't really know what that's like. Yeah. The only reason I said that because, because men struggle with weight just as much as women do. And it can take a emotional toll on you. So that's why I made that comment. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it, it, I don't know. Would the man come to a woman to help them lose weight? I don't know. Cause I got tips. Uh, like I can I can tell you how to lose weight. Would, I, you know what? Now that's actually a good point. Will a man come to a woman to lose weight? <sighs> Damn, that's a good point. Probably <laughs> not. Actually, probably not. Damn, probably not. Probably not. Why do you say so? Because they probably think we don't know. No. I don't know. I, no, no, no. I, I, don't, I don't think that would be it. Because you can see the results. So the woman clearly knows what she's doing. Right. But it, I think it would just be on a emotional, mental level. Can you two relate? And, it, and I, it, like if a man coming to a woman... The, the struggle that they'll have will look different. Like, um, and, and you got to remember the man is probably not going to be as transparent as the woman is. Mm -hmm. So it, that's probably, that's the biggest thing. It's just probably not going to be as transparent. So, yeah. 
I see so that. I, yeah. I, okay, so I, I do understand that. So I would think that um, there would have to be there would have to be a a certain level of comfortability that this man um, would have with this woman. She would have to exude something that would attract him to even want to be able to have that conversation with her. And because, you know, a part of it is like, you know, uh, like an ego thing, you know, you have to be able as a woman to be able to to speak to that, to, you know, to be nurturing and kind and be empathetic um, and still be able to uplift him and motivate him um, will not like that your equals, you know, just yeah that you're equals and that um kind of like I, I i got you like i got your back and you know whenever you feel like just making him feel comfortable enough to be able to share like what what is what is going on and in order to help him move to the next step and to get to his goals yeah. but it has to like it's it's a really sensitive thing because you know when men don't feel great about themselves you know they're not willing to share they kind of shut down yeah so. yeah yeah that's why i said that one that one would be tough so but i really thank you for taking the time to do this and it's been an honor pleasure talking with you and i want to say congratulations on all the progress you've made Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Before we end, please tell the people how they can follow you and, and possibly get life coach, um, not life coaching, wellness, in, inner wellness coaching. Okay, so um, you can follow me at I am Jasmine M. Jones on Instagram. Um, you can also book a, uh, a consultation with me uh, if you uh, click my beacon link. Like I have a few things in there that you can click on, um, but you can definitely book a call with me on there. And you can reach out to me on DM. I get a lot of DMs all the time at the people asking me questions. Um, so that's about it. All right. Again, congratulations, and I wish you all the best moving forward. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate this. Definitely. I want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore Lamp. My Facebook is also conversations with Lamp. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening.